Do we have any fans of Lord of the Rings here in the church today? Some fans, good. Okay, me too. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. The books, the movies, I'm quite excited. There's a new series out there. Uh, and even if you don't know Lord of the Rings, don't worry. I, hopefully you'll get still something from this homily. Um, I'll try and make it general. Uh, but Lord of the Rings, what's quite interesting about this book by J.R.R. Tolkien is that there's many interesting themes that I think relate well to our Christian journey. And one of these themes in Lord of the Rings is kind of this, well, kind of image more, between light and darkness. So light and darkness are kind of in conflict throughout this story. We see light on the one hand that has to do with the hope, the joy, the purpose that people carry in their lives, in their hearts, and create peace with one another. On the other hand, in contrast to this, light is a darkness that threatens to overcome it. And this darkness is associated with evil, with suffering, with bad things ultimately. And we see this kind of battle throughout Lord of the Rings between the light and between the darkness. In our lives as well, we can experience a similar phenomena. We too in our hearts carry a lot of light, joy, peace, optimism. At the same time, there can be a certain darkness that is in our hearts as well. And this darkness sometimes is caused by suffering or challenges in our life. What can happen sometimes, I think, is that the suffering in our life, the trials we experience, can become like a darkness that clouds our vision to the good ways that God is acting in our life. We all, of course, go through different sufferings, different challenges, but if we're not careful sometimes, these challenges and sufferings can be all that we see. They can ultimately blind us from the goodness that is all around us. One of the most interesting or at least personally helpful things I read about suffering came from a book called Man's Search for Meaning. This book was written by Viktor Frankl, who was a psychologist, uh, a Jewish psychologist and Holocaust survivor. Now this book has many interesting things to say, but about suffering, this book, I think, was very interesting and helpful. Viktor Frankl compared suffering to a gas, a gas like helium or hydrogen. And now you might remember from your high school science class that a gas does something. When you take a certain quantity of a gas, whether it's a large amount or a small amount, that gas will expand to fill whatever container or whatever room you put it in. So there could be a small amount or a big amount, it doesn't matter. The gas will always expand to fill that entire container. Now, Viktor Frankl made an interesting comparison with suffering in our lives. Each of us experience real suffering, real challenges. For some, it can be objectively large or, or very large. For others, not as large. But regardless of the amount of sufferings or challenges we experience, if we let it, if that's all we focus on, that suffering and challenges can expand to fill our entire existence. It can be all we see. It can be all that we experience. And then when this happens, we ultimately are blinded to the good things around us. It becomes like a darkness that clouds our vision. And all of us, it is true, experience many blessings from God each and every day. Each of us, like these 10 lepers, are healed by Jesus in some way always throughout our life, oftentimes in small experiences. But if we're not careful, we can miss these small blessings if all we see are the suffering, all we see are the challenges in our life. 
We can all be healed in various ways, and as I mentioned, it can be something simple. We are having Thanksgiving, of course, this weekend, and even to have a meal with our families is such a blessing, is a way that Jesus communicates his love to us, or this wonderful weather that we've been having, to go out and spend time with family and friends, is a way, I think, really, that God communicates goodness to us, or perhaps even a compliment for a stranger that we did our job well. This is a way that God reaches out to us, blesses us, communicates our love, his love to us. But if we're not careful, all we see again is that suffering. It can become a, a kind of a darkness that clouds us to the light of God's blessings in our life. In the gospel, we see that gratitude has an incredible power. Gratitude has the possibility to really break through this darkness or this fog that blinds us to the good things that God puts in our life. Gratitude is extremely important. Gratitude is extremely powerful. So in the gospel today, we heard about 10 lepers who are healed by Jesus. And as the gospel goes on, it becomes clear that there are actually two miracles or two uh, healings that Jesus wants to communicate. The first is, of course, a physical healing. These 10 lepers, Jesus heals, and this would have been an, a remarkable blessing for them in their lives, something incredibly good that Jesus did for them. Not only were they suffering greatly from leprosy, but as we know, at Jesus' time, lepers were excluded from the community, so they would have been suffering physically, but also suffering emotionally from this exclusion and isolation. And by healing them, Jesus has truly done a remarkable thing for them. But Jesus also wants to give them a second healing. He wants to bless them in another way. And it is only the Samaritan, ultimately, who receives this second healing, who comes back and gives thanks to Jesus Christ for the blessing, the healing that he has received. And Jesus wants to highlight how important it was that he came and was grateful to God. Jesus does this by indicating that he was a Samaritan. Jesus at times does this throughout the gospel. He wants to, when, to highlight an important lesson, shows that someone who is outside the community does it better than people are within. It's a way to kind of wake us up and realize the importance of something. So it's a Samaritan who shows gratitude, number one. And number two, Jesus says that the faith, the gratitude of this man has healed him, has saved him. So this man receives a second uh, healing. His gratitude has ultimately changed his life in a way the other nine did not experience. We too, I think, experience the effects of gratitude in our life. I think we all, I certainly know I do, feel more joy, more hopeful, more optimistic when I am able to recognize the goodness and blessings in my life. And this Thanksgiving long weekend, of course, is a great opportunity to do this. Thanksgiving is such a great holiday because it focuses us on this virtue of gratitude, something we should be doing each and every day. And when we take that opportunity to recognize the blessings and gratitude in our life, all we see no longer is just the suffering or challenges, but rather we see that light and goodness that God puts in our life. St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, uh, kind of emphasized this very strongly in his spiritual teaching. So St. Ignatius of Loyola liked to promote to people a practice called the examine prayer, the examine prayer. Now, this is not kind of an examination of conscience, like what we would do before confession, that's also important. This is a little something different. 
For St. Ignatius of Loyola, the examined prayer was taking a chance, maybe once in our day, to look back on our day, maybe in the evening or night, just before we're about to go to bed, to kind of review our day with God. And St. Ignatius says that the first thing that we should do in this review of our day is recognize a couple blessings, a couple small ways in which God touched our lives, especially through other people or through different experiences, a moment of peace and prayer. And St. Ignatius is very wise in this because I know that when I review my day, and maybe you're the same, the first thing I see is the negative, things that went wrong, ways in which I didn't really do exactly what I wanted to do. So St. Ignatius calls us first and foremost to recognize the good, to recognize two or three blessings in our day and to give thanks to God for it because we need to root our lives ultimately in this virtue of gratitude. This gratitude brings us hope. This gratitude brings us joy. So this Thanksgiving long weekend, perhaps we can take this opportunity to really focus on this virtue of gratitude. And maybe when we're by ourselves or maybe when we're together with our family, we might want to look back and recognize a couple blessings God has given us. What maybe is one blessing God has done for me this past week, this past month, this past year even. Share it with your family and friends. Ultimately, we wanna make this virtue of gratitude something that we do every day to have this spirit of thanksgiving each and every day, especially when we experience darkness or suffering. So perhaps the next time that we experience kind of this cloud of suffering, anxiety or darkness overcoming us, we can try to practice in a special way this virtue of gratitude, to try to look back on our day, maybe our month, and to recognize a couple simple blessings and to give thanks to God for these blessings. And when we do this, we can experience truly the power of gratitude in our lives. That gratitude is like this light that is able to pierce through the darkness and give us hope, joy, and confidence.